0: NN, N., as he was known, could draw the Statue of Liberty from memory. He could make a long-distance phone call. And cognitively, he seemed at first meeting functional. But like many patients of the Toronto neuroscientist Endel Tulving in 1985, NN N. couldn't recall anything about his personal life. Now, studies to damage of the episodic memory are not new, but Tulving made some remarkable discoveries in the series of cases similar to NN. When asked what he would be doing tomorrow, NN replied, I do not know. Tolving then probed NN to describe his mind state when answering the question, to which NN answered, it's like being in a room with nothing there and having a guy tell you to go find a chair. Through imaging scans, neuroscientists have confirmed Tolving's observations that the areas of the brain we use for memory and imagination are almost identical. Past and present aren't anatomical constructs. In our brain, they are the same. Tolving found that patients who couldn't experience their past couldn't also imagine their future. Now, what does this mean? Well, think about it, what it means for business. Everybody is talking about experience these days. Customer experience, user experience, brand experience. Experience is a past memory imagination is future memory. Now, these findings give us clues as to why stories are powerful tools for change. Because what stories do is help us connect future and unknown outcomes with previous emotional experiences. Let me give you an example. We have lived through probably one of the most challenging times in modern history. We haven't experienced major wars or great depressions, yet we've experienced the pandemic, the COVID-19 outbreak. Now, this is an unknown. We, We haven't been here before. Most people alive today have not experienced anything on this scale. So, As a communicator, you could be a government or some agency, you need to be communicating to people what this means. You need to be communicating it in ways that people understand and it can get transmitted from one person to another without being reinterpreted. That's why the analogy of flattening the curve is a powerful story. And the reason why it's powerful is because it's the lowest common denominator of communication that I can tell you about flattening the curve and you can tell the news anchor about flattening the curve and the news anchor can tell a million people and a million people can tell another million people and it's still flattening the curve. And that's why every phone call, social media, post post, any exchange can still contain that story of flattening the curve without it being changed too dramatically from its original intent. That is the lowest common denominator of story. Now, we've all experienced curves. We've all seen a curve at school. We remember them from maths lesson, physics lesson. We've seen curves. We understand the concept of flattening a curve. It means pushing down and squashing the curve. We've experienced it before and we understand that by squashing it, it doesn't make the curve actually smaller. It just makes it longer. Now, in that behavior in that action is contained the protocol or the behavioral code that we want people to understand is that by the process of flattening the curve we're not actually removing COVID-19 and infection we're effectively spreading it over a longer time frame which makes it more manageable and in the context of health, public services, that makes the whole process a lot easier for us. And that's simple, a curve, flattened, and it works because we've experienced it before. Now, think about that is whoever invented the term has reached into our past experience and connected with a concept, an idea, a an actual experienced item in our memory and then used that and extrapolated it to an unknown future outcome. And that helps us understand the future through past experience. And that's the power of story because it reaches into the past and connects the unknown future with a certain past. That's why every single Hollywood movie uses tropes or archetypes or heroes' journeys or narratives that we 've experienced before, and that 's why when Steve Jobs sells the iPhone, he connected the fate of Apple to the and the history of Silicon Valley and their legacy to the hero's journey that we 've all experienced before when he launched the iPhone and that 's why jFK when he wanted to make everybody responsible for the Apollo program to put man on the moon he told a story of challenge which we've all experienced before and Greta Thunberg when she stood in front of the United Nations put her generation and those of her parents into the story so we understood and experienced it as if we were part of it and that's what stories do. Often these emotional experiences are not our own, but learned. That's why we have movies and books and fiction and cultural narratives. So we absorb learned experiences from other people. When I tell you about the three little pigs, you learn the benefits of hard work and saving that you don't have to go and make those mistakes yourself. See, when they tell you the story of Little Red Riding Hood and say, don't stray from the path, don't talk to strangers. You don't have to get eaten by a wolf to experience it, that that is a negative outcome. By telling you that story and allowing you to anchor your experience in the outcome of the unfortunate Little Red Riding Hood being eaten by the wolf, or grandma at least being eaten by the wolf, you can then understand that in future if you face the situation where you have to go off the path your memory then pulls out this experience of Little Red Riding Hood and informs you that this future unknown may have certain consequences such as being eaten or whatever the fear or danger is that we may associate with it. That's why many blockbusters lines are timeless they leverage the fact that we've experienced them before already and we cry when the hero dies and cheer when she vanquishes the antagonist. When you communicate the first question the other person is going to ask is they want to know that in their head where am I in this story Stories connect religion. Marketing, Me Too, Tour de France, Being Indian, The American Dream, The Reformation, Marriage, Motherhood, The Mercator Projection, The 20th Century, The Asian Century. These are all stories. They do not exist beyond our culturally inherited narratives. And the fact that we accept them makes them the truth. Stories connect Storytellers to the audience. Stories connect us to the world. That's why we need them. We live in an ambiguous world. We want to understand where we fit in. And stories connect the experience of others to our own. And stories connect data to emotion. Today, companies are investing heavily in employee engagement and team offsites. And then COVID happens and it's impossible. Those weekends in Bali that cost $250,000 are no more. So what happens now? One large European consultancy I know spends $1 billion a year on employee engagement programs from wellness to retention, and they're doing very well. But companies are dealing with the downstream results of upstream decisions about story. These huge sums are attacks on companies that need to define clearer stories. Everyone wants to feel like they're making a difference, like the janitor who's cleaning the hallway of NASA HQ. But people are struggling to find meaning in work because work is not giving them a story to believe in. And as a result, they're gamifying the workplace to somehow keep people's interest just above boredom but just below the employees revolting salaries colorful ball pits free yoga lessons it won't change a thing these are great but they won't change the fundamental sorry the fundamental underlying sense of connection that a powerful story can create. Employees don't want gimmicks to keep them happy. They want meaningful work. Customers don't want gimmicks to make them happy. They want a story that they belong to. So what do you do? As a leader, you need to find a story that people can belong to and a story that people can feel part of to do this anchor your story in the past what people have experienced before look at joseph campbell's the hero's journey and then look at every single steve jobs speech and you'll find that steve jobs must have read the memo on what makes the archetypal steve sorry the archetypal hero's journey because every presentation is a manifestation of what Joseph Campbell was talking about. All Steve Jobs was doing was leveraging thousands of years of cultural narratives, and you can too. So the next time you present, the next time you share a vision, the next time you want to inspire minds, remember that your audience is gonna ask this question, where am I in this story?